Hello, and welcome to the Aligned Inside podcast. I'm your host, Erin Maryhew, and I'm here to help you experience new levels of well-being, fulfillment, connection, and joy, all by unlocking the inner freedom to embody the truth of who you are. I want to explore with you how incredibly powerful it is to align your energy and listen to your intuition, and I hope I can demystify, normalize, and help you embrace all the dimensions of your humanness along the way. I'm so honored you're here, and I'm excited to be on this beautiful, ever-evolving journey with you toward a life that feels truly aligned inside. Here we go. Hi, my friend. I am so excited to be back here with you for part two of this three-part series of episodes that I am calling, Is It Alignment or Is It Something Else? So today I want to explore, is it alignment or is it control? And I want to start by just really outing myself and making it very clear right up front that I have a long-standing, difficult relationship with control. And I know I'm not alone in that. I know that a lot of us reach for control unconsciously. We don't even do it on purpose. It's not like a choice. But we reach for control when we feel unsafe in any way. And unsafe is a synonym for so many different feelings we can experience a sense of scarcity, a sense of deprivation, a sense of aloneness, a sense of rejection, abandonment, like any painful experience that leads us to feel in any way unsafe. Control is this coping pattern that kind of takes the edge off. And it's not pleasant when I'm in control. I don't know about you, but for me, it's not pleasant But it is familiar and there is this sort of predictability to it that I think is why it can be such a compelling route to take with our behavior and our thoughts and kind of how we guide our lives. And I was talking to my therapist recently and really examining my relationship to control And I was specifically opening up with her about the fact that I've noticed these sort of intrusive thoughts that I'll sometimes have that are like catastrophizing thoughts. And they're really kind of dramatic. Like it'll be like I'm taking a shower and our bathroom is on the second floor. I'll be taking a shower and suddenly the thought will enter my mind. Oh my God, what if the bathtub fell through the ceiling beneath, you know, the floor below. What if it just fell through and I was severely injured or I died? And I was telling her, like, this doesn't make sense to me why these thoughts are happening. Obviously, this is anxiety in some form. And uh, she really mapped it to there's some part of you that's trying to control how life unfolds and how your experience unfolds. And her invitation for me, which is so beautiful and it's really related to what I'm going to explore with you today, her invitation was to actually say to myself in those moments, that could happen. This bathtub could fall through this floor. 
And there was something so counterintuitive about it that it really stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. But there was genuinely something relieving about this practice of this might happen. Because it was almost like that reminder of just, I don't actually control life. And I don't have to keep trying to. Like, it's not up to me if this bathtub stays where it is or falls through the floor. It's not up to me. And there are so many things in life that aren't up to me that I actually waste tremendous energy distracting myself with this illusion that it's up to me and I've got to make it happen or prevent it from happening. And that is the essence of control, the ultimate distraction from just being with what is. Our control relies on this kind of persistent running from what is and fearing what is and fearing what might be. And alignment is the opposite. Alignment is embracing what is. It's finding the truth at the center of what is. And it is literally surrendering to what may be. So I think it's really important to know the difference between these two. That's why I want to spend this whole episode talking about it. So a concept I've found supportive with control is just to really acknowledge that control and fear are the same thing. Control is just fear operationalized. It's the thoughts and behaviors we do from fear. It's one expression of fear. So I think For someone like myself, where I have relied on control as a safety mechanism to try to feel a greater sense of safety, what has been really important is to acknowledge this may bring a temporary experience of of safety, but it's a false sense of safety. Because whatever it is that I'm trying to control, the reason I'm trying to control it is that I'm afraid. And the reason that I'm afraid is because it is an uncontrollable thing. There are very few things that we actually control in life. And so much of what we try to control, we try to control because it cannot be controlled and it is not meant to. So control comes from fear. Alignment doesn't come from fear. The voice of alignment is the voice of truth and the voice of truth is never afraid Have you noticed that? I bet you have. I bet you've noticed that the truth arrives inside of you in a calm, kind, clear voice. It's not rushed. It's not in a hurry. Sometimes it'll emphasize the importance of something and, you know, you may be inspired to to take action. But when it really comes down to it, the voice of truth, which is alignment is never coming from fear. Now, it's important to acknowledge that when we listen to alignment, we inevitably dance with our fears. We dance with our fears because to be in alignment is to surrender to life happening through us. It's to surrender to the truth coming through us. And we don't control that. We can tune into it or tune out of it, but we don't control the fact 
that it is there. The truth is there. So the path of alignment will always include discomfort. It will always include navigating through our fears. Fears coming up is just part of the human experience, especially if we're growing and our alignment is always in service of our growth. Our alignment never wants us to be stagnant. Our alignment is in service of our evolution. So when we're in alignment, we dance with our fears. When we're in control patterns, we are being led by them. You see the difference there? When we're in alignment, fears come up and we dance with them. We notice them, we watch them, we work with them, we transform them. But when we're in control, we are led by the fears. Here's another way that I like to distinguish between control and alignment. Control is always in avoidance of something. Control is always about, I don't want this experience, so I'm going to control something so that I am in avoidance of whatever experience I'm dreading. Alignment is never about avoiding. Alignment is about being pulled toward something. And I say pulled because this has been my experience. It's not coming from within me. Something energetically is pulling me. Maybe it's a beautiful vision. Maybe it's the truth calling to me. But when we are tuning in with our alignment, there is a movement towards something. We may be moving away from something, but it's not out of avoidance. It's because we are moving toward something else. So that's been a crucial distinction in my awareness. As I was preparing for this episode, I thought, you know, I'm going to look up the definition of control. So the verb control, the definition is to determine the behavior or supervise the running of. And I just thought that is so telling, right? To determine the behavior as if we have the power to determine anyone else's behavior. And then to supervise the running of as if we have the power to supervise the running of how life unfolds. Built into control is this kind of grand illusion that we have the power to stop life from happening and that we somehow know the best way that life should happen and that it's up to us. In some ways, there's kind of an arrogance in control, right? It's like, I know best. I know the way that this is supposed to happen. When I think about the most beautiful, meaningful things in my life, they were never things that I could have seen ahead of time. The way that they unfolded, I could have never predicted it. I met my husband in ninth grade. If you had told me that that adolescent boy who I met in ninth grade was going to be my husband decades later, I would have been like, you're kidding me. That's an absolute joke. What? What in the world? There's a greater plan when we attune with our alignment. And when we're in control, we're in this illusion that we know the master plan, that we have the answer, and that whatever it is we want in that moment is truly what's of the highest good for us. And in my experience, that's just not the case. It's not how our evolution works. 
So control is about forcing life to be how we think it should be. And it's inherently an avoidance of the things we don't want. We are in kind of a bracing energy when we're acting from control. And the fear is palpable. Our bodies are contracted. We're vigilant. We're thinking of what could go wrong. But when we're in alignment, we're aware of what could go wrong. We may be aware that there are things that are challenging for us. We may be aware that our body moves in and out of contraction as we have different thoughts and we try to forecast the future. But with alignment, there's this quiet knowing that we're not in charge, that we are actually here to be receptive. We're here to be receptive to the truth. We don't create the truth. We respond to it. We tune into it. I want to tell you a story that acted as such a beautiful metaphor for the difference between alignment and control in my own life. So my husband and I took a trip a few months ago for his birthday. We went to San Diego and I'm the kind of person where when I'm getting ready to go on a trip, the two things I'm most interested in when I'm planning an itinerary are like, what nature are we going to go to and what food are we going to eat? Like those are pretty much the two most important things. Like what beautiful nature experience are we having and what incredibly delicious special food experience can we have together? And my husband, his orientation is what adventure are we going to have? And I love him for that. I feel like we really balance each other out. And I do love adventure too. It's just not the place where I tend to gravitate first when I'm thinking about a trip. So he naturally was like, I want to go on roller coasters. (laughs) We're in our mid-30s. He's like, I want to go on roller coasters. It was his birthday trip. I'm like, okay, great. I I will go with you. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. I haven't been on a roller coaster since I was probably a teenager, maybe my early 20s. It's been a long time, but what the heck, I'll do it. So we go to a theme park and we go to these roller coasters and they happen to be like some of the biggest roller coasters in the region. Like this is, these are like real deal roller coasters. And I was pretty nervous getting in that first roller coaster. And I've got to tell you, it was... It was a pretty terrifying experience for me. And I know that's not shocking. I know roller coasters are scary for a lot of people, but I really thought I would actually enjoy it. I remembered enjoying roller coasters in the past. I thought I would enjoy it more. And I realized that what I disliked so much about being on this first roller coaster was that the whole time I was bracing. I was gripping my seat, you know, like the the thing that they buckle you in with. I was like gripping it. I was white knuckling my way through this roller coaster. I was screaming my head off. And I realized that I was just totally in fear and bracing. And I realized I actually have choice about that. What if I went on the next roller coaster? Because there was more than one. You better believe it. We were going to like all three of the biggest roller coasters. With the second roller coaster, I was like, okay, you know, I'm a coach. So I'm like coaching myself. I'm like, okay, how can I have a different experience on this second roller coaster? Because I don't want to do that again. I believe this can actually be a more fun experience. I remember it being fun in the past. How can I harness the joy and the fun in this experience? And so the thought came to me, what if you don't try to control 
the roller coaster. So I actually let go of the bar. I rested my hands. I let them move freely. I let my body be carried by the motion of the second roller coaster. And it was profound. It was blissful. It was beautiful. It was kind of transcendent. Like something happened on that roller coaster. And while it was happening, I was like, oh, this is about how I'm meeting life. This is not about just this roller coaster. When I meet life with the energy of control, I am miserable because I'm believing that it shouldn't be how it is. And there is an inherent powerlessness in that feeling. What we think is bringing us more safety is just digging us deeper into that feeling of powerlessness. And it's really disconnecting us from the opportunities for joy and awe and pleasure and excitement and all the things that opened up to me when I shifted into this surrendered, receptive state. When I opened myself to the roller coaster taking me on this journey and trusting that I could just relax and lean in and feel my way through and that anything that came up, I would meet and make space for in myself, that was so profoundly empowering. And it was beautiful. It wasn't just empowering. It was beautiful. Like I said, it felt like a transcendent experience. So what if you could move through your life noticing where control crops up, noticing where fear is driving, noticing where you have fooled yourself into thinking that somehow fear and avoidance is going to guide you toward what you are seeking in life? And what if instead you could listen for that inner wisdom, that moment between the roller coasters where I thought, what if I didn't brace? What if I became receptive? What if I let life happen through me and made space for anything in my experience being okay? That's vulnerable. That's a trust fall. That state of receptivity is the place where our truth goes, oh, you're listening? Let me speak to you. When we are in control, truth has no voice. It has no space. Truth gets crowded out by control. But when we are open, surrendering, receptive, tuning in, alignment will naturally find us. So you'll know that you're acting from control when your hands are white-knuckling the bar on the roller coaster of life. And you know this energy. You know it. And you also know the energy when you loosen your grip and you let your arms fly free and you let the weight of your body be carried by the roller coaster of life. And your only job is to let it move you and to keep breathing and to be available and receptive to what is. And that's when truth is going to come. That's when the epiphany or the clarity or the realization or the knowing is going to land and communicate with you. So today, could you just loosen your grip? 
5%. Let's start with 5%. Let's start there. Loosen your grip on that roller coaster. Remind yourself that you don't need to brace. That actually, the way this thing is designed, it's a lot less fun when you brace. And all the beauty comes from loosening your grip and listening to the truth that is trying to communicate with you. All right, I will be back next week to complete the third part of this little three-part mini-series. Is it alignment or is it something else? And in the meantime, I'm just wishing for all of us to loosen our grip a little bit, to remember that we don't have to brace, that life has got us, and to become receptive, to open ourselves, and to listen. Listen for the truth. Have a beautiful ride. See you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. It really means a lot. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with people in your life. And if you're loving what you're hearing, I would be so grateful if you gave the show a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss out. I'll be releasing a fresh new episode every week. Speaking of which, I've got some beautiful topics lined up, but I'd love to know what you are curious to hear me explore. Check the show notes for a link where you can send me your ideas and questions. You'll also find links to learn more about me and my work. Thanks again for being here, and I look forward to seeing you next time.